You are now tuned in, tuned in. to the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the pod. I'm Packy. This is episode 107 of the Spectators Podcast. I hope you all had a great weekend and a great Monday. I was able to get up north over the weekend. One of the last decently nice weekends we'll probably have before winter starts kicking in. I know October is supposed to be okay in Michigan here, but it's going to start to, winter is coming. You can feel it in the air. I had a, had a great time kicking it with friends up there, had some good eats, saw some sights. Um, got back Saturday afternoon, watched some football. I don't know how many of you guys do the the daily fantasy football. I know a lot of you guys do the season-long leagues and stuff like that, um, like DraftKings or FanDuel. I do DraftKings, and I had a legitimate shot on Sunday at a $20. I did a $20 buy-in tournament, and I had a legitimate shot at the million-dollar first-place prize. But the late slate, the afternoon games didn't quite go my way, and and I finished I finished one fifty seven out of two hundred twenty two thousand people. I was one hundred fifty seventh. I won a little bit of money, but still, I had a shot at the big one. And for everybody that plays, if you guys had lineups over the weekend, just so you know the context, my lineup was Cousins, David Montgomery, uh, Gaskin, Julio, Justin Jefferson, Chris Godwin, Trey Burton. Derrick Henry and the Dolphins defense. So I was looking really, really good going into the afternoon where I had Gaskin, Miami D, and Godwin. But because the the Packers, the Fudge Packers, couldn't score any points on on Tampa, Godwin never got going and, and ruined my chances at the big money. But that was fun while it lasted for sure. Definitely the the highest hopes I've had for anything like huge like that in in DraftKings. Um anyway. Going to have a bit of a different podcast today. I just want to talk to you guys a little bit, give you an update on on where I'm at with my music and whatnot. We're not going to talk about any sports or current events topics. I just want to use the podcast this week to give you an update about me since I haven't been very active on socials lately um, and all that. So quickly before we get into that, I want to talk about Green Mitten. Green Mitten is a green-inspired lifestyle brand dedicated to cannabis and culture since 2012. Based in Grand Rapids, they've been featured in High Times Magazine for the last five years. A lot of you guys know the Green Mitten Brothers already if you've been following me, Moti, The Spectators. We've been on tour with them. They're really good friends of mine. Um, They've got a clothing line out now. Um, It's got hats, masks, windbreakers, crewnecks, and more. I've got the new stuff. You can get it too. Go to www.green-mitten.com. That's green-mitten.com and use promo code PACKY10 for 10% off your order. In addition to the clothes, they have glass, CBD. If you're ever in Grand Rapids, slide through their storefront there. You'll, you'll be happy you did. Otherwise, that's green-mitten.com, promo code PACKY10 for 10% off your order. Subscribe to the Spectators Podcast on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify. If you want to go the extra mile for me, leave a five-star review. Thank you to all the loyal listeners, and let's pod. You are now tuned in. <laughs> To the Spectators, Spectators Podcast. Okay, so like I said, today we're we're just going to do a little pod, uh, giving you guys an update, um, almost like the YouTube videos Mo and I used to do, just giving you an update on where I'm at musically, especially since I know I haven't been very active on, on socials lately. Um, I remember a while ago seeing people 
come at Kanye West with something like, and they still do it today, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, he only pops up on socials when he has an album to promote or a shoe to sell us. And that was always some kind of knock against him that, that everybody was in agreement with, it seemed. And I remember thinking about it like, what's wrong with that? Um, so I know you guys haven't heard from me musically in a, in a while since Guess You Had to Be There dropped, which was in June. Um, I haven't been very active on my socials. The only thing you're getting consistently from me at the moment is the podcast. And I wanted to, to take a pod then to just talk to you guys about what's going on with me so that you know. Guess You Had to Be There was my, let's see, eighth project, I believe. Um, and in addition to that, I've put out about, you know, a hundred singles. Um, I can't bullshit with the music. I'm not a, I'm not a mumble rapper or anything like that, that just puts a beat on in the studio, jumps in the booth and, and records what comes to him. And that's not some knock against it. Like there's plenty of artists that I like that, that do that and can do that and make stuff that I like. But I, I take my time with my lyrics and, and I, I always have to live and go through experiences in, in order to be inspired to create a new project. So throughout my career, I've, I've done my best to give you guys as much genuine content as I possibly can without losing myself to some type of image or trying to be something that I'm not. Um, I've mentioned this to you guys before that have followed me. It's not really in my nature to be in the spotlight which is weird that I ended up as a rapper. But whether it was singles, videos, Q&As, podcasts, live shows, I've always tried to give you guys content between the inspiration of the projects. Um, the Guess You Had to Be There tour, my first headline tour, booked it myself. That getting canceled due to COVID sucked, obviously. That put a damper on on things this year. I was really looking forward to that, to, to get out and see and meet you guys and make memories, have experiences to draw from. And I think that's part of the um, aspect that doesn't get talked enough about with things like touring for artists is, yeah, not only do you go make money on tour, not only do you um, go keep in touch with your fans, you get to perform the stuff you've been working on, but there's the experience of it, the, the making those memories and having those experiences to draw on for the next thing. Um, it, it really keeps you going. But such is life. Everybody's got to deal with it. I've done a lot of a lot of soul searching, a lot of thinking, and and one of the first moves I made at that point, when when the tour was canceled and looking forward to what 2020 was going to hold, um, one of the first moves I made was to stop the label. And I've talked about that on a different podcast, so I won't get into the details of that. You can go find that if you want. But part of the reason for the transition from the collective as a label, where where we're in business together with these artists. The transition from that into a, a team, a creative collective where we're not in business together is that I wanted to free myself up to focus on myself. As music has become more and more saturated and, and readily available to people every day over the last few years, I've tried to keep up with the times. We've talked about that a lot on, on podcasts and vlogs and things like that, singles, content always being in people's ears. It's, it's been important, especially over the last five years, more so than the previous five. Um, I'm still, I'm still working on my next move. I don't have it figured out yet, but what I do think I've decided from a music perspective is that at this point in my career, 
I'm going to make the firm transition back to much more toward the quality over quantity life. I know full well now that it might not be in my best interest for, for growing my personal brand, but I've embraced that at this point. I've had 10 years to grow my personal brand in this music shit. I'm so thankful for the fans I've been able to, to attain over that period of time. The spec fam is, is strong and I, I love what I'm seeing with your support of the rest of the collective right now. Um, I mentioned this when, when logic retired recently, I don't envision myself quote unquote retiring. Like, yeah, every year that passes, it becomes harder to write because I've already put so much of myself out there. But I think I'll still have that itch in me for a while. It'll just come in waves. Um, so, yeah, maybe eventually at a certain point, I'll, depending on what I have going on, I'll officially say, you know what? I think I lost that passion. I think I'm done making music. Um, but I'm not at that point now. It's just way more in waves when it used to be way more constant. I enjoy writing, um, but I think I'm going to shift to a content output that's more sporadic. You probably won't see me tweeting and posting and putting out songs constantly. What I'd like to do is focus on making projects without the nagging in my head of, yeah, you haven't dropped in a while, or uh, your numbers are, are falling, or you haven't posted in forever, you're, you're losing relevance, people don't care, like you got to get, get back on it, post, 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 create, create, create. Um, like I said, I played that game to the best of my abilities, and I'm over it. Uh, for, for a lot of this year, I thought, I, I've been down, honestly, for a lot of this year after, after the tour got canceled and, and the, my project came out. Um, first of all, sometimes that happens with artists after a big project comes out because you put everything into it, and then you're like, okay, what now? You know, I'm not the biggest artist in the world. What now? Um, and for a lot of this year, I thought maybe that meant I ha I have to be over music, you know. Maybe I'm, maybe it just it's time for something else completely. But the more I've thought about it, the more I've realized why does it have to mean that? Um, it, it's only within the last maybe four to five years that that making music meant that you have to be this content machine. And while that might be the case to gain popularity in 2020, it doesn't have to be the case to to make music. You know, and, and, and that's the route I'm going to go. I've been, I've been so fortunate to have you guys along for the ride. Lots of you have been here for damn near as, as long as I've been rapping. And I'm so thankful you're still here. I hope you support like you always have when I do drop music. And, and when I do drop, I promise it'll be special. That's one of the things I, I'm excited about going this route is when you are constantly focused on content, 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 put something out, put something out it is hard to get yourself to really do something special and it always turns out well, but, um, I think a lot of times for me in my career, I've rushed the rollout. I've rushed the marketing because it takes so long to create. And by the time it's done, you want the world to have it. Um, and you need the world to have it because you can't set aside another six months, um, to roll it out properly. Um, so that's one thing I'm looking forward to with this aspect is, is hopefully not feeling that rush to be like, Oh, I got to stay relevant. I got to stay relevant. Um, so that's the whole reason I'm going this route. I, I can't make music if it's not genuine. So that's where I'm at musically. And I think you guys deserve that update. I don't want you out here wondering 
what's going on, you know, oh, Packy drops this random podcast every week and I haven't heard his music in months now. Um, I, I think I've just finally embraced it, you know. I, I want to get rid of this nagging feeling in my head of like, content, 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 you haven't put anything out, you're not putting anything out. But the truth is I'm not inspired to put anything out um, at the moment. But I will be, it comes in waves, and I want to give that to you guys. All that being said, um, I've been floating some different ideas in my head about how best to go forward with things from a business perspective. Some of the struggles this summer have come from moving out of the spec offices back into the crib. I'm back in a home studio. And, and at the same time I made that transition, Glow moved to working from home because of COVID. So we're both here all the time in a confined space, which makes things a little harder to manage. Um, I'm trying to get the merch back up and running and do that from home instead of having the space at the office as well. I'm trying to move that from going more back toward controlling it myself and not the third party merch that you guys have been used to for the last couple of years. There's just some logistical things to balance and I've been working on getting them streamlined so I can go forward without any hiccups. Obviously from the music perspective, if you're creating less content, that means less money making opportunities. So I've been brainstorming some different business models that could, that could make sense for me as well. One thing I've always stayed away from throughout my career, but lots of fans have suggested to me is starting some type of Patreon or subscriber community. <clears throat> At this point in my career, I, I don't think it's as crazy as I used to. I've always stayed away from it because I've always wanted to grow as much as possible and have as many eyeballs on my content as possible to make new fans. Like exclusive content for a subscriber community never tickled my fancy before because I was like, why would I spend time creating something worthwhile for people to see and then not have the most people possible see it? Because I want to get as big as possible. I think my career has matured to a certain point where I can safely say I've, I've cultivated that fan base. And you're either with me or you're not at this point. Um, maybe it would make sense to create a, a Patreon community like that, something like that. It, it'd have to be worth it for me, and it had to be worth it for you guys. Um, so if I were to sacrifice, say, the exposure that putting out all my content to the world offers, I'd want to make some money. Like, that would be the trade-off. And if you guys are going to pay some money, like a monthly subscriber thing, you would need some content or something that makes that subscription worth it. It can't just be, oh, I've followed this guy, I've supported this guy for 10 years, what eight years, whatever you've been around for, and now all of a sudden i got to pay 10 bucks a month for his content, but nothing changes. So it'd have to work for both of us. There, there'd, let's say we went down this, ro this road. There'd be different subscription tiers, obviously. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Patreon and things like that, but you know, let's say that the cheapest would probably be no more than 10 bucks a month, maybe even five bucks a month. And this is all just spitballing phase, mind you, but I feel like the podcast is a good place to do that with you guys. It might not happen. And, and I actually, I want your honest input on it. Um, I'd still release my music to the masses on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple music, all that stuff. You wouldn't have to worry about that. Um, you wouldn't have to be a, a, a subscriber to hear my music going forward. If I did that. Even the podcast would still probably be out on Spotify and Apple for everybody. No, no subscription. The merch would probably be available to everybody still. If I did a Patreon, some things 
it could include would be behind the scenes videos, bonus podcasts, rough drafts of songs, song teases, Q and A's, some live streams, maybe, maybe Q and A's the day after the pod to talk about pod topics. Um, signed merch. That's always been one of the things that people have requested over the years is a specific merch product, um, to be signed. And I've, I've always said no to the random asks about merch products being signed. Cause a, I want to be fair to everybody. I don't want to say yes to some people and no to others. B some of the products you guys ask for get shipped out from a third party and not even me, um, over the last couple of years. Um, but see, yeah, in short term, if I were to, if I were, were to sign everything from day one, oh yeah, you want to sign? I can even upcharge. I can make more money, but then your, your autograph becomes less valuable. You know, take your favorite athlete. And if everybody in the world can get his autograph on something, then what's his autograph worth? Um, and the last thing is I wanted to, I wanted to place value on live shows. If you come see me live and, and you can get a picture and an autograph, like, that becomes much more valuable and special than if you can just get online and, and buy it. Um, and we can do exclusive merch on, on the, uh, if you're subscribed too, but, um, stuff like that, I think could make it worth a, a, a monthly subscription, but I don't know, you know, uh, subscribers could get certain things early, whether it's projects, things like that, videos, um, Obviously, what, whatever was decided on for each tier of subscription would be, it'd be guaranteed as opposed to typical artist-fan relationships like, hey, I'm thinking of this, literally what I'm talking about right now. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. But if you did this, things would have to be guaranteed because you're paying for it. You know, it wouldn't be, you'll get signed merch and, and bonus podcasts maybe if I feel like it. You know, there'd be things that you for sure get. So for like $10 a month, um, you know, would something like that be worth it to you guys? Or would you just say, Packy, kick back, make your next album, holler at us when it's done, and we'll support that shit. Um, forget all the, the in-between. And I want to know, if you guys like that idea, if you have some thoughts of your own on it or some suggestions, I'm all ears. It, it's, it's all on the table right now. I'm just, I'm in a real spitballing phase about all of that going forward. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up on where I'm at from that perspective. You guys always support me, and the least I can do is, is let you know where my head's at in relation to the things that you guys support. Um, a few other things, like I said, we're, we're working on the merch situation. I'm, I'm debating getting a batch of it and having a big launch or putting out like a, a product at a time here, but merch is on the way. I've actually been dabbling with producing, been teaching myself to produce all summer. Um, that was a long time coming. Back when I first started making music, I was... I was always interested in production, but as we started and, and the way the spectators were forming, there were two main reasons I never really got into it. One, I didn't think it was the best use of my time since I was in a duo where my other half was literally a producer. <laughs> like, you got a producer-rapper duo, you're the rapper, why would you spend your time <clears throat> learning how to produce? But two, I did enjoy the, the creative side of it, but I, I did not like the technical side of it. Um, so it was hard for me to get over that hump. Now in 2020, the technical side of producing is a lot easier. There's so many helpful platforms and softwares. Um, you don't have to have as much hardware as you used to. You can literally just use a computer. Um, 
so I'm finally getting into it. So who knows? The next time you hear Packy music, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be a beat produced by me. But yeah, to bring it full circle, maybe you guys only hear from me when, when I have an album to promote or a product to sell or a podcast to drop. Maybe I won't be tweeting what I had for dinner. You know, I don't know. But if that's what it is, I hope you don't take it as a bad thing. Right now, when you look on socials and Packy's not very active, I hope you don't look at it like, well, what's going on? Is he even like, what's he doing? Um, in general, I don't like social media in my day to day. I love it for business. I love it for connecting people and allowing you to reach people all over the world. You never, you never could have before. Um, I love it for, for reaching you guys when we need to talk about stuff. I like, I never would have been able to do any of this shit without social media. But for me personally, it isn't a big part of my day to day. I don't scroll through Instagram anymore just to see what's good. I used to. Um, and not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just not me. But I'll be creating content. And when it does drop and I do promote it, I promise you guys it'll be dope. And I hope you're there to support as always. That's it, guys. We were long overdue for an update, and I know I'm not as active on the socials lately, so I figured you guys that tune into the pod every week are some of my, my core people, and I'd, I figured I'd give you an update on where I'm at. I hope you guys are all doing well. I honestly want some feedback on, on your thoughts on some of these, these things I talked about. Uh, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify so you get the pod in your library right away. Holler at me at Packy Raps on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts on the pod. Um, and I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. I'm a company man. I do it all for the brand. I get my blood to the job and I get my love to the fans. Really spec from the jump. Never no check in advance. And at the end of the month, I earn a check in my hand.